0: maintenant pas mal de terrain Alpinista qui vient à l'intérieur, Alakin qui vient à l'extérieur, va dénier dans troisième position Tasso qui maintenant revient au très loin complètement à l'extérieur, Alpinista la jument en grise en intérieur avec Radeni avec Torcatortasso qui est en troisième position, Alpinista qui va créer l'exploit et remporter le 14 prix de l'arc de triomphe la 6 victoire de groupe consécutive pour la Poulighe.
1: Just sounds better, doesn't it? Victoire
0: di Alpinista. Big
1: That was the closing stages of the ARC. For those that don't know, they actually have two race callers for the ARC. So they do half and half, which is obviously very different to what we see here.
0: I think a few of the horses needed a tag halfway as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But she was home a long way out, wasn't she?
0: She was, travelled all over them and, yeah, she was a super winner of, well, hang on, maybe, why not, super winner of of the ARC. Certainly a a much loved and respected winner of the ARC. I think everyone, everyone could get behind that. And an ARC, yeah, deep form and run on deep ground. It had turned, unfortunately, 10 minutes prior and during the arc, copped a, a heavy storm. The Times, to me, said that the ground had actually improved from the Saturday through to the Sunday morning, but that obviously got lashed during the arc itself and it turned into a bit of a slog, which made, I think, Vedeni's effort in second full of merit, given he was a, on trial at the trip, if you like, and I think probably the rain didn't do him any favours, the barrier didn't do toqueta Tasso any favours, and both of them walk away full of full of credit and full of praise. Our our Kakeem on speed, um, and it was run at a strong, strong pace as well. So the time figure that backs this, this form up is outstanding as well. And there's Grand Glory, who deserves as big a hat tip as any, I think, Grand Glory. She's now run to this exact rating. I think it was something like nine of her last 12 over two years she's run to this rating, and she's done it in a Japan Cup. Now she's done it in an arc. She's done it in England. She's only won a couple of Group 3s, Grand Glory, but she is outstanding and Alpinista might now go to the Japan Cup which that'll be the big question mark obviously the the arc is a a bit like the winter championships it's a real destination not a journey race but it still looks like it might be a relevant piece of form in the short term with Alpinista maybe going to the Japan Cup yeah so the question there will be can this form on on deep ground translate to Japan and it is a fascinating question because little doubt that this sort of form is is Japan Cup form but just in very different Circumstances, So a nice little puzzle for the punters in a month and a half's time, I suppose. The Japanese challenge here was beaten in a cumulative 110.4 lengths. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. We'll be back in 12 months.
1: They must just look at the early weather prediction and just <laughs> cry. Probably looking
0: at October predictions now, are they? Mm. For next year.
1: Yeah. You don't want to say they've got no chance in the wet, but they just don't see it ever in Japan. They do, they do. Rarely.
0: Yeah, because Liz Grisseau won a – when she won was the Naramukinan by five, that was on testing ground. They cop it.
1: Not very often, though. Similar to WA, I would say. Might be a little bit like that.
0: I think there's a lot of rain in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a weatherman. Forecast horses, not the weather.
1: I think the difference is when they get good ground over there, it's fast. Like, it's concrete. It's very different to our good tracks.
0: It's certainly different, yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that.
1: So for them to then be dropped in France on a testing track, it would just be different world stuff for them.
0: Their form holds up a lot better in Hong Kong and Dubai than it does in the arc, so it seems. Although we've had plenty. It's just been a while now since they've been able to get competitive. But this did, the ground, as I said, did turn very heavy. And the Australian form got blitzed as well on the Saturday night with very elegant in what was somehow she managed to find herself into an even more farcical race. And the arc was the strongly won run race. Oh, dear. She wouldn't have got involved anyway because it would have needed her Melbourne Cup peak and some. But she would have run a better rating, I think, in the arc than she – she would have run a better losing race in the arc than the absolute farce that was the Prix de Royal Year. So the time figure that won the Prix de Royal Year, La Rosa, 75. (laughs) (laughs) And there, she's 114 filly. So that's, I mean – so Jana Flower, Stefan Pasquier – He's left her running 11.9 on heavy ground at the end of 14 furlongs, 2,800 metres. She's broken 12 for the last 200. So the fastest home in the arc was nearly two seconds slower than that, over less distance and way better
1: horses. Just a lazy 12 lengths.
0: My goodness. <coughs> Stefan, if we were taking the Pendrith on the road, but unfortunately the, the home defence of the Pendrith this week is strong. <laughs> um, so you get away with it, Stefan. But my goodness, that was... Um, very French. That was very French in a... A horrible ride, to be honest, and there were some, you know, a lot of bad ones in that one. When horses that good are winning Group Ones with a time figure of seventy-five, but it was a good Arc meeting overall. Did you see Kiprios win?
1: That one by as far as you <laughs> could kick your hat, and even ducked out just for good measure.
0: He ran a hundred meters sideways and won by fifty. I thought I thought
1: Ryan Moore was going to fall off. Can you imagine I, that? Twenty look, lengths in front, and he falls off.
0: It looked like a genuine incident for a minute there. The Saturday night was terrific. Unmat, very good winner. So a handicapper I know. I was on holidays, actually, and a handicapper I know got hold of the ratings and was mucking around with the French ratings, and he rated a horse 144. Frankel stuff. I got back, I thought, "Um," and so foolish me, I've obviously got far too much of an opinion of my own opinion. I got hold of it and I changed. I knocked it down. I'm like, I don't think he has run 144. Since then, Arnmatt's won his two starts. At good prices, really. And he won here, ran the time figure of the night on the Saturday, winning the uh, pre-dollar. You must have backed it.
1: Having, having rated
0: him in the 140 street
1: back. <laughs> oh, That time when you were away was a dead set blur. That I was just a, amazed I kept up to date. That's how I did. I didn't pay attention, obviously. Mm,
0: well, that would have been a very valuable mistake. <laughs> could have made you a lot of money, that mistake. Erevan was a terrific winner of the Wildenstein as well. Smashed through the 120 barrier. And Maybe I was talking about destinations and journeys. Well, he might be one that still has a bit to go. He might go to Hong Kong. He might go to two weeks' time. He might go to the... Um, Champions Day meeting in the, in the mile there, beating the Revenant, who's another hat tip, deserves a hat tip while we're tipping our way through the long shot meeting. The Revenant won the Wildenstein twice and now he's run second in it the last two years to real world. And now Erevan, and I think he's bumped into two
1: proper superstars
0: there. So Erevan's probably the – he can go as our horse to follow out of the arc meeting
1: because – Spelling?
0: I think top-notch form and I hope pushing on.
1: I meant Spelling? Oh, spelling. How so do you spell Throw it in the black book.
0: E-R-E-V-A-N-N, traditional spelling.
1: As expected. Mm. The flop of the week comes at home. This was a tricky one for me because I felt I was swayed by my results as opposed to what was actually thought. Montefilia was thrown up as a possible flop. But then again, I we mentioned on the preview show that the price looked horrendously short. Ice bath.
0: Comes she was up, the flop. She was the flop. By the letter of the law, she was the flop. I mean, she's still run fourth in an Epsom, so I suppose it seems a bit harsh, but she's run, I think she's run about a, about a dozen pounds off her best to lose an Epsom for which she was favourite. That earns That's, the, that's, what, the, that's what this award is all about. Flop of the week. Ice bath. Do you that, think she was bad enough or do you think she was good enough, should I say? And I think this is the real question. Answer me this from the Epsom. And we could ask the same question of Nimalee, Fangirl, Kiku... Were any of these runs good enough to earn an invitation?
1: That's going to be interesting when you do the form for that race. They're all going to be off flops.
0: Well, that Assuming they're invited.
1: Who else are they going to invite?
0: <laughs> Maybe Ice Bath gets an invitation.
1: Last year's winner? By virtue of having
0: won it last year. I'm not sure what the, what the rules around invites are and who's allowed to attend. I mean, who cares about this
1: race? <laughs> As I said, the Sydney Carnival ended on Saturday. I don't know why they make a big deal of it now. It's horrendous after this. It's Guinea's Day in Caulfield. Forget Sydney. <laughs>
0: There's a, there's a mountain race It's a bit interesting. Yeah, but, there's, but, one,
1: there's one race left.
0: But Ice Bath will have nothing to do with that. So what will she have something to do with and do we forgive this and is this, I suppose, I suppose what the punters want to hear from you. Yeah. Our Sydney expert who's turned his back on Sydney. Oh, it's,
1: it's time. <laughs> Everyone else does. Um,
0: Not a we? Where does this form go and what does it mean and what is ice, where's Ice Bath going? I mean, top-ranked, we can cross that off. He's going to run very well in the Crystal Mile. But the rest of this, where is it going?
1: To me, I thought top rank was the flop.
0: (laughs) That is kick talk.
1: Yeah. At the 200, it was how far. And then Ellsberg, who I'd have to say suspected a miles, kicked back and dead. I thought he beat him on the line. And he had to stay a mile as well, Ellsberg, because this
0: was stood alone on Saturday as a group one that was well run. Oh, I shouldn't be. The flight was fine as well. But, you know, open group ones. Open group races almost that was that was well run. So he did have to stay the mile
1: and he did. He did. Credit to table, I wonder the stable. getting the first they'll group think one about, together.
0: Um, you know, the Epsom is the premier Kunji lead up and I wonder whether Ellsberg thinks now maybe further is better. Could he get the trip?
1: I mean now the Cantala's not a handicap. I'm guessing that's where they'll go with Ellsberg.
0: I suppose that is probably where they'll go. That is, you know, I think you would be expecting that race to take more winning, but maybe it won't.
1: No. I don't really know what to make of the form going anywhere. Hinged Ice Bath and Nimley. third, fourth, fifth. The race like the Meyer is the logical target for all three if they don't run in the invitation. Fangirl for me is still interesting. I think get it to Flemington. Get her to a dry track in Melbourne and I'm going to be on. So she will decline. I mean, I agree. She is a Flemington miler, right? Yeah. She will decline
0: her invitation. I hope she does. Although, as, get me, her out as of Sydney. I said, she's run sixth here and, and maybe that's doesn't even warrant one. Because you know, there's 25 high-class mayors all looking for those 12 spots.
1: They might <laughs> not get a full field. But yeah, Fangirl for me is the only one of interest, I think, in terms of making us money in the spring.
0: Had there been talk of, there was talk of Hinged going from here to a Caulfield Cup?
1: Is there? The old
0: desert war style. Is that, doesn't feel very Waller. I could be making things up. I think I probably just saw a tweet or something. I don't know. Why not? Just take it as gospel.
1: Well, the interesting thing with the Caulfield Cup, I had, can't remember who I was talking to, (laughs) but they mentioned Benno going to the Caulfield Cup. I'm like, he can't win a Caulfield Cup. No way. And then actually looked at the early market for the Caulfield Cup. It's it's trending way below where it should be.
0: Well, the Caulfield Guineas has come up a little uh yeah, light on for top-end talent. <laughs> I <laughs> saw
1: your clip. Yeah, it, I mean <laughs> the I'm, Carbine Club.
0: I'm half joking. I know. <laughs> I know. I've probably had to revert down my. Est- I've been looking at all these Melbourne three-year-olds going well. They're just a long way off what you'd expect in a Caulfield Guineas. But all of a sudden, the Caulfield Guineas comes up a long way off what you'd expect <laughs> for a Caulfield Guineas. And you're right, the Caulfield Cup has no international representation, and we're light on the like mighty right, smoking had,
1: Romans, mate.
0: If I had hinged, I would. I don't know whether I'm. Dreaming these things or completely making it up, I'd be having a good think about it. But we should talk, while we're talking hinged, kill two birds, the Colin Morikawa winner Mm. this week is. Karen McAvoy, for hinged, and it was picture perfect. It really was a great ride. So hat tip to to Karen for that fantastic ride to get, I think, a slight career best out of hinged. That's my view. And, yeah, I I don't think she could probably go much better, but I think it's Caulfield Cup competitive because I don't think the Caulfield Cup is going to come up as... Any harder to win than the Epsom.
1: Well, smoking Roman's his favourite. That feels very
0: wrong to me. That feels like a big overreaction from a, a slow race, which brings me back to the you know, the very elegant pace debacle in France and the, I have the same opinion here as I had there, which is that it's very dangerous to have an opinion.
1: It also brought the George Main... Mm, that's a
0: good point, actually, yes.
1: <laughs> ...into the mix. So Ice Bath was clearly the run of the race in the George Main, beaten three quarters and then wasn't able to back up that performance in the Epsom on the weekend, Hinge ran third, but then ran well in the Epsom. Montefilia, disappointing, disappointing. It wasn't
0: miles off the form from the George Main, but most people would have expected more. The, in- I'll just pause for a second. The well, interesting, thing I know about-
1: you wouldn't have expected New Marion to comfortably beat her.
0: No, and you flagged him up as a good horse, and I suggested he was not. Mm. He's got to be a great Caulfield Cup chance now. Because he'll go forward and this hill stakes was fast, mm. very fast, yep. surprisingly fast, which makes James McDonald. In fact, Sydney, there were a lot of, um, in Sydney, they were fighting over the Colin Morikawa in Melbourne, they were fighting over the Pendrith on Saturday. Maybe we're doing more harm than good by <laughs> making the Pendrith such a sought-after award. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Cascadian was a great ride to sit back and time him through like that. And I'm watching this now and thinking, gee, maybe Cascadian should have gone to a Caulfield Cup. Kenny, uh, I I doubt he holds an entry. I don't think it's ever been on the radar. But he stayed a strong 10 furlongs here really well and was as good as he's ever been. And he's been a very good horse. Yeah. Numerian, just for the sheer fact that he can be on speed and run about 115, and all of a sudden, as you said before, you're talking about Benno. Well, Benno's, I'm rated, I've got Benno rated 114, Numerian 115 now. So, I mean, if that is where the Caulfield Cup is loosely pitched around, I've got Smoking Romans a little bit better than that, to be fair, but I mean, no one's. Running scared of smoking Romans, are they? No.
1: Here we are, the weight horse. So what do you do with Animo now? Do you think that matters? Or Yeah,
0: the George Main doesn't matter. No, I don't think so. He ran a little bit below his his best rating there, but he showed first up that he's in in good form when healthy. Yep. I mean, there was a little health niggle last time. Well, he but pulled up lame.
1: Makes sense now that he only
0: just beat them. As punters, we have to put our faith in good stables all the time, and we'll do it again.
1: Well, James isn't struggling.
0: No, and if he's a very good trainer and James Cummings goes to the races with a very good horse in Animo, I think we take him on phase value there. I think he'll be fine. And, yeah, he's a, he still is number one seed in the Cox Plate, which I reckon of all the big races is not the only one, but it is certainly the one that is stacking up the way you'd expect it to and looking like a thriller. All the others maybe a little bit by the wayside? Is that
1: Unless Animo towers them on Saturday, then it's very Everest vibes. It's a race for second.
0: Well, you, the other thing is you're not probably considering their the big horse, El Bodogon. no, who got a nice arc push as well. It must be said through Al Hakim and Fadeni, among others. His form lines are global and good, so he he's a he's he adds spice. And I think he's part of why the the Cox Plate is a, is shaping up as the race of the spring. Yep, the Caulfield Guineas and the Caulfield Cup are looking a little light, and yeah. I'm not sure about the Melbourne Cup either, although there's. At least there is international representation there, which will be exciting for some and not for others, but it'll give it a little bit of meat.
1: Yeah, some required
0: meat. Some required meat, yeah, because the Caulfield Cup is looking light, which is fine because it's still going to be a great betting race. And that's, the, in a way, the beauty of the handicap. But there was nothing beautiful about what happened at Flemington in the Turnbull.
1: Yeah, so just a recap... Kieran McAvoy won the Morikawa and the Pendrith came down your way in the Turnbull. And to be honest, I wanted to throw Gold Trip up as Flop of the Week. And I would not allow it. wouldn't allow it. I would
0: allow the tactics to be thrown up as something like the Flop of the Week. But maybe not dissimilar to you and Ice Bath. I thought Gold Trip looked a little trappy. He mm. was coming off a slow naturalism. And of course, with Knight's Order and Cohere, this looked like it was going to be much more strongly run. It was much more steadily run. As I said, I think we've dangled too big a carrot with the Pendrith. It's... (laughs) sought after. (laughs) It has become the most sought after prize in Melbourne racing, clearly. But what I do find interesting about this is the rule is that jockeys have to give horses their best chance to win, to run well, to improve their placing. I think, is that the terminology? So which jockeys here have given their horse the optimal chance to perform? I I know the answer, by the way. (laughs) None. I mean, you let Ethan Brown slide because he won. You yep. probably let those on speed slide because they were taking a perceived advantage by just letting it happen. Letting it happen. But gee, like, wh- why? Why is Gold Trip easing back and sitting back there? So people are worried about Gold Trip being three wide, are they?
1: That was the talk. Yeah, luckily. So it has
0: nothing to do with the horizontal axis and all to do with the vertical axis. I don't care how wide he was. Be closer because you're going way too slow. And the result is very messy. So going into the Turnbull, I was all over the shop, had no idea. Yep. I think, was it our do Bizarro, one of the two?
1: It was everything for you.
0: It was everything. I thought it was a very confusing race, and that was in part to do with the pace of races leading into it, and I am none the wiser because this was even more farcical. Farcical. It really was. And I think, I don't really, I don't like the change of tactics rule. I don't think we really want stewards intervention, but this is probably tipped too far. Where they need to say, well, this is we need competitive racing, yeah, and this isn't. This is almost not. Comp- we are almost at the tipping point of competitive here. It's ridiculous, really. With such a big prize on offer, why do they want it? I don't know. Anyway, All important cover. It's just suboptimal. It's you know this is well described by physics. You, <laughs> this is a bad way to do things. And it just leaves the form just looking. So I've, it's making for bad podcasting and we're on RSN now. I've got to say something interesting and we get to the Turnbull and I'm like, mm, I don't know, it's a bit wishy-washy. And we'll get to the Caulfield Cup in two weeks and I, I'm going to make terrible podcast. Mm. What am I going to say? Yeah, you got no idea. Gold Trip for mine comes out slightly the best with Inspirational Girl out of this. And maybe Inspirational Girl is very Caulfield Cup interesting now. Yeah. And that would be very, uh, that's very racing mm. for the uh, everything to go wrong for the Cerise and Danny O and then for them to turn around and team up to win the Caulfield Cup with Inspirational Girl. I can see that happening. And surely the the Mr Brightside to the Caulfield Cup idea is right on now.
1: He's running Saturday?
0: Running Saturday and backing, backing up and up. backing up as the best horse in the Caulfield Cup, right? Have to be. My, gee, I, I thought that was a slightly strange one when I heard it at the start of the spring and now I think it's a great idea. Yep.
1: Because he's mm. got to turn a foot and he can sit handy which is going to get a long way especially if they run along at those tempos. Mm,
0: but anyway, we I think I <laughs> I got ranting here. I'm angered by this pace, mm. angered by it and the worst of all and therefore the Pendrith winner in a vintage edition of the Taylor Pendrith Award was Brett Preble on Great House. So you would think in a vintage edition the cream rises and that is who's riding for Waller. Yeah. <laughs> Another walla winner of the Taylor Bendrith, but Great House, I'll tell you what, he is humming along. Mm. He ran really well in last year's Corfield Cup and I thought surely this other than it, the winner. Yeah, this'll be a better, a deeper Caulfield Cup away from the winner. It'll be harder to run second and third. It might not be as hard to win as last year, but it'll be harder to run second and third. I'm softening on that view. This is looking a weak Corfield Cup and Great House should run there. I thought he should go the Mooney Valley Cup and actually win something, but now I'm thinking he should go the Corfield Cup and maybe he can win that but he probably needs to draw a gate because if he doesn't, he's probably copping another Pendrith and he's going that well that he'll run whoever rides him into Pendrith contention. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, a couple of weeks ago, a friend of the show, Prince Rubiton sent us a message asking, could Great House win the Caulfield Cup? He was 80s and 20s the place. I'm hoping Prince took the price because he is come back better than ever this time in and as you mentioned, has to be a chance in this Caulfield Cup into twenty. Five to one at this stage. Smoking Romans is favourite inspirational girl is Juaya. She was a contender for Flop of the Week.
0: She was. Again, I don't want to draw hard conclusions about such a messy, ugly, surely, hopefully, fingers crossed, not repeated piece of form and yep. pace, pace related form. Um, but she was playing, I think. She was, I mean, she was closer than the others. So one, two, three, four at the corner ran one, two, three, four. Yep. And she was fifth and she's she slipped a bit disappointing. Yep. And I think she's she's starting to show. I mean I think the first up run was fine, the second up run was yeah, mm. needed to do something and but didn't fully tip it to like I don't think it was alarm bells, but it was like, "Well, nah, it's not positive." Yep. This was probably the first time you're like, "Okay, that's that's negative," I think. Smart stable though, and I think you made a very good point that Ed Cummings has done a great job of targeting Races with her And peaking her At the right moment But she's got two weeks Very winnable Caulfield Cup And she's got a great Caulfield Cup profile Yep So it's all there Except her form Which is quite an important Point
1: (laughs) Well it's How much Weight Do you put in Ed Cummings Just setting her For the grand final And ignoring everything Mm. Because you're going To get a price now
0: Yeah well that's going To make her interesting Isn't it
1: Like she was going To be favourite
0: And it probably Is the right This is a nice little Race for the SP guys Yep. to tip the form in the bin and just say, okay, well, the, the form is almost meaningless. Let's go on the SPs and Gold Trip and Due Ace are the best two horses here. And it's certainly, I mean, Gold Trip for mine gets a tick because he, he finished fast and the tactics were just ridiculous. But an inspirational girl is the same. But she, Due Ace is a bit more alarm
1: bells. I yeah, thought. when horses like Allegron and Benno are fourth pick in the Caulfield Cup at this stage in the market, it's like, whoa, What? <laughs> I mean, that's a throwback though. Derby place getters, they should be the Caulfield Cup horses, right? I, I know. Just they would have they would have been favourite, second favourite probably in the Metrop and just the Metrop to Caulfield Cup is so bad. Like it's just they're the same distance and they're both handicaps but the gap is a chasm between the Metrop and the Caulfield Cup. So I suppose far. the thing
0: is it didn't used to be and maybe this is a bit like how it used to be. Maybe, yeah. So Derby horses and, you know, other horses to, to be with. Oh, I should make the point as well. Profondo... Ordinary for this level, but that's a Coonji trial. And Maximal, yeah. where's Maximal going? Because he's not good enough to win a Cox Plate. No. And I don't think they fancy him as a mile and a half handicapper. Is here kunji yours? Could be. And also, I'm watching this, and I'm watching Smoke and Romans win and Gold Trip run well, hopelessly used. And I couldn't help but think, my mind, as it does, wanders to the kunji There was surely Smoke and Romans winning then is just... Firmed up Uncle Bryn's Kunji profile. What a Kunji profile that is. Yeah. I mean, we'll spend a lot more time on this next week, but it's exciting. You're
1: springing out of bed at the moment. I mean, it
0: right? is. That is building to some Kunji, isn't it? Maximal Profondo, Uncle Bryn. I assume they're all going there. They're all made for it. Have to be. The Epsom horses.
1: So the Guineas, the, the Cup. uninvited Epsom horses. They're all on the downhill slide, but not the Kunji. Yeah, the Kunji will hold up. It holds up year in, year out.
0: And will again. Should we touch on the Metrop at all while we're talking cups and such? No. Didn't see anything there that could be...
1: I think I've just sort of got it hardwired in my brain that it's irrelevant. The Metrop is never relevant for anything, bar the Metrop.
0: I must say, that the Metrop looks very no compromise and, and he probably that's him.
1: Yep. He was unlucky too, probably should have won by further.
0: I think Le Don de V backers think that they were unlucky.
1: Watch the replay again, guys.
0: I mean, you got to remember you're watching it through one lens and they're watching it through another and you're probably both making the same mistake.
1: No, I can sit on the fence. <laughs> I'm good at that. Realm of Flowers is all right.
0: You know what? Realm of Flowers, if you can get a market for the... Can you drag up a market for the um, Queen Elizabeth on the last day of the carnival? Lock it in, Eddie. Nice race for her when everyone else is knackered. Realm of Flowers is... I mean, Realm of Flowers is better this prep than when she had the big boom on her and people were saying she's a Melbourne Cup horse. Well, she's, she'd run a better number there than then. So... There's that.
1: The other group ones, the flight, so gotcha. This Too was good. a good race, wasn't it? Looked a good race pre and I think came out a good race even though Fireburn was disappointing in fourth. If either of those fillies go down to Melbourne, they're I think they're in trouble down there.
0: Yeah, this is a long way ahead of the um, the Melbourne form. It's, the fillies held up really well without the three-year-olds really holding up as a group, I think. Would, would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um But I make Zugacho only streamer better in the last dozen years as a flight winner. Yeah, wow. So, I mean, there are others that are as good. It's a race that seems to, I mean, it draws the same set every year. But um, I've got her running the same rating as First Seal, Elise, Norzita. You what? They're good horses, right? I mean, she did. Do you really have that eye? Yeah. Wow,
1: that seems wrong to me. Yeah. Well, if any any of that form travels, then, yeah, it's all over.
0: um, Of course, you're looking back at Elise and... Nor post having a full career as opposed to Zo just now. The I mean at least they went down to Melbourne and got smashed. Yeah, even money, got beat. But it's um no, it's it's really good. I think the, the Philly series in general has held up really, really well. Fireburn was the disappointment in mm. the race, and I think something was amiss. Yep. Which is a shame. So I think I assume all my talk about Empire Rose is all over.
1: I think yep, paddock for her. Is Zo paddock? I didn't actually hear. Paddock, yep. North Star Lass could go down.
0: North Star Lass on speed round Caulfield. (sighs) Bit to like, bit to like. She's extreme, will absolutely go down and run in everything.
1: Yep. She'll just keep pressing on.
0: And why not? Why not? I mean, she should back up in the Caulfield Guineas. She'd have a chance. Yeah, it's... uh, So I think the Caulfield Guineas, when I was looking at the acceptances there, are of the top ten three-year-olds this season to date, only one, which is Golden Mile, is in. Yep. So it's a it's thin. It is thin, and I mean, his Golden Mile. So he's the he'll be rated top. Yeah, he has going to be in. And but is he? Are you that convinced by him?
1: No, I'm not sure about him at a mile of what the Golden Rose.
0: Something to ponder for a few days. Mm, I don't I'll t- get back to you on Friday about that.
1: Yeah. The funny thing is, from a rating perspective, this is where it's tricky because he's had the opportunity to run a rating. He's running the group one, the Golden Rose, high pressure. We've seen what's under the hood. I don't think he's any better than that. Whereas Berkeley Square, who is nowhere near rated as high as Golden Mile, but hasn't had the opportunity. And uh, I reckon there's a big bolt attached to Berkeley Square because he's got the rest of those in Melbourne covered. He was slaughtered and still put him to the sword last start.
0: That's a good point you make, actually.
1: Golden Mile, yeah, it's not as everyone knows. I love backing Sydney horses going down to Melbourne, but I feel Golden Mile's a bit trappy this year because I don't. I think we saw what's under the hood, and as Adams touched on, it is a lower-rated Guineas looking in, but I think Berkeley Square could actually come out and be, you know, an up-to-scratch Guineas winner.
0: Mm, no, that's a very um, good point, well made.
1: Thank you. <laughs> The sprint in Sydney we better touch on that because it was race to be second favourite in the Everest. Loss and running came out on top. Bunch finish. It's got me feeling a little scuzzy, especially when the big boy Kemantari is launching at them late.
0: That's got you that doesn't make you that makes you feel scuzzy. That makes me feel warm.
1: Ah, uh, I mean warm in what the sense horse. that I'd be worried if I was the rest though.
0: Does he run in the Godolphin slot? Has to. Has to. Has to. But you're right about that form. I th- I suspect the 1200 meter a the track got slower as the day went on, and b that the 1200 meter races should be almost viewed in isolation from the rest of the meeting because they looked slow, but the time doesn't look good. Yep. And I mean the bunch finish would confirm that that's it probably hasn't been won in outstanding time, and that Lost and Running's done nothing that he hasn't done in the past. I mean Marzu is just short of his. Best form, but maybe this is the f- and he'll peak on the day and run competitively well. But let's be honest, this is just confirmed that the biggest danger to Nature Strip is Nature Strip. Is nature strip. <laughs> In fact, the only danger to Nature Strip is him.
1: It was a classic Team Snowden semi-final run, though from Marzu, wasn't it? Oh, perfect. He looked gone, it. and then he's only been beat ahead.
0: Yeah, no, he'll he will peak. In the Everest?
1: And run second. Oh, not wow. run second, but it's he'll be in the com- fight.
0: It's a very competitive race for second because there's also, there was a terrific performance. The best run of the day by Miles in Melbourne. Well, wow, Miles. Yeah, why not Miles? Was Private Eye.
1: It hasn't got a slot yet.
0: Oh, He will because... He has to. He's as good as... this. I rate this a bit better than Lost and Running's win. So, and what else is there? Nothing. I mean, Giga Kicks in off the same card and yeah. I've got Giga Kick running 110. Can, you're Sure, he's likely race spring three or I'd improve again, but... Hundred and ten private eye one twenty
1: two. It's a big difference. Seems a bad decision by connections to go to the Everest with Giga Kick. A lot no, of honey. It's, it's good for, the Coolmore's yeah. worth heaps more to him.
0: It doesn't. It only strengthens his Coolmore chances.
1: Yeah, maybe not if it kills him. No, that- he's like the difference for Jackano is he's got the Group One in the books. So it, re- it doesn't matter what he does in the Everest. It is irrelevant. Whereas Giga Kick goes up to Sydney into the swamp. And gets his head kicked in, <laughs> and then they have to tip him out, and they can't go to the Coolmore, or he's a broken horse by the time they get to the Coolmore. They've missed their trick. Whereas.
0: Okay. Yeah, doing the world a good. Yeah, I disagree with that. Com- oh, competition. I mean, he's strong.
1: got no hope. Jack and O'Ken, he, Giga Kick legitimately has no hope in the Everest. I tend to He'll be agree. lucky to run to top agree. half.
0: I tend to agree, but I think he can he can get the juices up, that's for sure. It's like, you know, better when you're playing cricket as a kid, you go and play up against the grown ups. And, yeah, okay, sure, you might walk away with a bruised inner thigh,
1: yeah. but good for you. Yeah. I mean, it worked for Home Affairs. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just think there is a point where you, you Horses get, thrive on competition. This is why yeah. the Japanese are so good because they compete. I mean, Black Caviar did used to kill horses. <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> Literally, but she's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> Almost a year to the day, Mars Crusader. Is he back?
0: Um, I think a horse like – was he ever gone? I think a horse like him just needs so much to fall in his – way yeah not in his way out of his way really no, it's, a, it's a fine run but it, it wasn't um the sectionals aren't flashy yeah, okay. so he's not zinging at them or anything like that he was quite good first up as well i thought but he was flattered in last year's everest by nature strip curling up at the end and nature strip had been to war yeah at the front end and he went through and picked up the pieces to nearly grab him but mm, he'd need something he'd need another complete pace meltdown i would have thought yeah I have a. I'm thinking with Mask Crusader that he probably wants a lot further. Oh, well, he's bred to. Mm, I think he's he's a miler being jammed into the sprinter's box because he. We always say, you know, whenever a horse wins from last early oh, in their career, it's so it's like, bad. oh no, that trainer's going to try and replicate that forever, and it's going to go wrong. <laughs> it's such a like oh no, yeah. it's one from last like oh wow, this is brilliant. Uh, no, 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 it's, it's not. not. It's terrible. It's a disaster. So he's been pigeonholed, and um, his life is going to be forever difficult, all because. He went to Caulfield one day and got to run down Amish Boy. Yeah. You know, I mean, all of a sudden they think, well, we may as well try it with everyone else then. But when you have to race faster horses than Amish Boy, they don't come back to you like that and mm. you lose a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll ruin a Quaddy one day somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely ruin a Quaddy one day.
1: The disappointing thing for the Everest is that had Nature Strip not been in it, what a race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a they hell of a see, race. Yeah, you know, they don't see it like that. No I don't. one sees it like that. That's but. stupid because if Nature Strip wasn't in it, who yeah. do you mark favourite? There's just... So They've like, all massively ticked the box in terms of a semi-final run. Even Kemintari running as close as he did, he's you know Godolphin's runner. You got Jack and O off the Golden Rose. What do you do with that form? And then you've got Shades of Rose. You've got the horse Joyful Fortune. What the hell do you do with that?
0: Private Eye was fantastic.
1: Private Eye. I mean, Private Eye is going to do a pirata. He'll probably not get into the Everest and win the Sydney Stakes by as far as you can kick your hat, <laughs> and probably run faster time than the Everest. I
0: can't imagine. Common sense prevails. He'll get a spot.
1: Because Snapdance are out, there's room, there's, right?
0: Isn't there still four or five spots to go?
1: Well, if they're taking Giga Kick.
0: And you might, you might have the second best chance in Private Eye. might legitimately be the second best chance. Oh, maybe I'm completely forgetting someone. Like, is Lost and Running the second best chance? He's Jack second best. Out. Yeah. So, no, in Private Eye, you might have the second best chance. Yeah. So, he'll get a run because, yeah, as I said, these guys figure these things out. When that much money's on the table, they'll ask someone who knows.
1: Surely. Give Adam a call.
0: Don't. Got well, that one.
1: Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds.
0: Uh, so, best time in Sydney, Cascadian in the Hill Stakes. That's a surprise, isn't it? Yep. I completely misread that for pace as well. Did you see that being strongly run?
1: I like Numerian because I thought he was going to get an easy time in front.
0: Mm. He ran right along and ran really well. Mm. Best run of his life, I reckon. Yep. And Cascadian, as good as anything he's done.
1: If i am in been. the bookies, do you reckon I can get a collect? On? Numerian? He ran a new peak, guys. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've asked. Doesn't work.
1: <laughs> Private
0: Eye, the best time in Melbourne where... Like I was saying with the 1200s in Sydney, I think the straight course needed to be taken in isolation. And through that view, Private Eye was the fastest time and a really good time. Best ever run? Yeah, a little bit better than he's... Oh, he's got two on the bounce now, Stradbroke and then this.
1: Because he was a touch unlucky in that Stradbroke. And Alligator Blood hasn't really confirmed the form either.
0: (laughs) It's looking all right. It's looking all right. These great big handicaps, if you support them, they are the best racers. Nah, mate,
1: we'll just throw a million at the Silver Eagle and <laughs> there's four hundred million nominations for it this week.
0: Yeah. Brisbane was quiet. Asamu ran to ninety seven.
1: Waller and Annabelle cast off.
0: Speed figure. Yeah. Yeah. Um ninety seven speed figure and beat We Own a Smart One who is well regarded up there, but mm. was no match for the mighty Asamu. I didn't see the race and I'm guessing I unlucky we own a smart one or no. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Good podcast this. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We'll never be accused of not taking it seriously. This podcast, Adelaide mid nineties as well. Call me Seamus and Perfect Root, dead heat, great racing, uh, but mid nineties the the time figure. So Brisbane and Adelaide very much out of carnival time, but we are building. We're on the uh, we're on the road to the Pinnacles. We are Stafford's lad. So we had the Kalgoorlie Carnival, yep. The pinnacle shaping Kalgoorlie Carnival, and. I reckon the speed figures from the features were held right up. I reckon they're good features and they were exactly the same. Mm. Stafford's lad doing the Boulder Cup, Kalgoorlie Cup double. Not many do it. Wow. And that's Gallivant, 105 winning the Hanons. So they're right up to scratch, I would say. That's a big Kalgoorlie carnival. Yep. Big time. Got Pinnacles fever. Can you tell us anything about them? Are they going to be part of the Pinnacles? Where are they headed? Perth Cup, surely.
1: I'd say probably Stafford's lad is on that path now, you'd think. They've circled those two races, and then he's gone and done that in career-best form, probably falls shy in the Perth Cup, but would have to be a chance in terms of the Hannon's form. Good form every year, but in terms of... But, that's, is, it,
0: but is it Pinnacle's
1: form? That's their peak. Yeah. They've been set for that. And it's, it's another no, one of these
0: destination races. It is.
1: That's the what they've been targeted at all the way. In terms of heading towards the better races during the Pinnacles, it probably comes up short, but... Good he, to see feature racing in I he has a great
0: winning record. Yeah. That horse, he's a terrific horse. So, yeah, you're, you're right. This probably is the highlight piece, but absolute hat tip. Yeah, big time. Let's gallivant. Everyone should know him. Should be a household name.
1: I'm sure the ones that backed him do. Mm.
0: Staying in Perth, you've got a, an exciting horse for us to follow. Did you notice Friend of the show, a couple of friends of the show ran Arc Weekend. Al-Hakim was awesome in the Arc, better than I thought he was, to be honest. Yep. Um, and I hope he goes around next year because he can remain a friend of the show. al Al-Hakim. Uh, and Brace Guy was uh, given a sore back by Sumi in the Jean-Luc Lagardere the two-year-old group one. But um, he had other things on his mind, Sumi. So,
1: what's he doing for two months? <laughs> Should be longer.
0: Working on his Byron Pickett impersonations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was so bad. Ooh, that was bad. I do have a Bruce. That is just so exciting. 2J Cup Day.
0: How do you, how do you pronounce that, mate?
1: 2J. 2J. Got the uh, correct pronunciation from former WA resident Jake Altieri. He always picks us up because he seems to think it's Albany instead of Albany, but what would he know? (laughs) He he never lived there. But 2J Cup Day was at Belmont on Monday, and I reckon this one might go unnoticed. Well, I'm hoping it does. Not a lot of people have focused up on 2J. Although run at Belmont, people might put the slant on it because it wasn't your regular horses that would run at Belmont. So... Difficult in terms of your ratings. I will say
0: the uh, the benchmark boys will say that the track was really slow for some reason.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, Visions of Grace was on debut for Dan Morton, daughter of Nostradamus, who was a really good winner and the time stacked up really well on the day. So, in terms of a 2J Maiden winner, she is at the very high end. One of the things.
0: finest 2J Maiden winners you've ever put a figure on. Mm,
1: but Because it's a Belmont, it There's sits some... about right on average, but... If, she, if it had gone to 2J, oh my God, I would have been on this podcast telling you this is the next winks. But she's ran really well there. And Dan Morton building a huge team towards the pinnacles we touched on. And this filly, I'm hoping the form, as mentioned, does get sort of looked over as I was only at 2J Maiden. But she is very good mid 80s. And the time said as much as well. Only one narrowly love these because the form guys don't really find it, only just fell in. But big gaps, big margins. She is a very, very promising filly. So visions of grace.
0: What a way to sign off. The first of what will surely be many pinnacles pointers.
1: Well, after, <laughs> after we get through Road to the Kunji, Yeah. yeah, It's all pinnacles bound.
0: I come to a stop there. For me, it's the cul de of the Kunji. for me. <laughs> I just pull the handbrake up. I'm done.
1: All over? Yeah.
0: Overstimulated. I need to lie down after the Kunji. <laughs> I might come to by about railway day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That wraps us up this week. We'll be back with the preview show on Friday, looking at a massive card at Corfield, One of the best meetings of the year, Adam?
0: Oh, it's certainly in the top 25. <laughs>